Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio. The show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Now, coming up, uh, last week we, uh, we we talked about this on the show. Apario has uh, purchased a software company to kind of go head-to-head with, with ForeFlight. So uh, we have a representative, Chris, coming on uh, Just Plane Radio today to kind of fill in the gaps or kind of, you know, cross some T's, dot some I's, explain exactly what's going on uh, with that exactly right there, uh, right there, Dennis. What do you think? That's correct. So we have that coming up. But before we get to that, we have some uh, aviation news and information that we got to, you know, we kind of have to navigate a little bit today because there's some uh, things that have been happening recently that I just think are creative solutions uh, that, you know, we just never thought of. And and it's been a long time coming, but I think, you know, sometimes the simple solutions are best. Would you agree with me on this, Dennis? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So first would be how to manage the uh, the grounds there at the airport. You know, you, you, you just get out a tractor, don't you? Get out a tractor, have your lawn crew or whatever, or you just uh, bring in a bunch of donkeys. And uh, goats and yeah. sheep. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, bring in an ass. Now, I'm not talking about myself. Bring, or me. <laughs> you bring in some animals. Where where was this exactly? You, Believe just, it or not, Chicago O'Hare. Not exactly prime farm country, but yeah. not far from it either. That is shocking to me. But, uh, you know, I, I've seen this technique in uh, keeping the grass at bay in the Caribbean for years. That's what they do. They'll, they'll just take a donkey or a horse or a cow even, and they'll, uh, you know, kind of chain it up next to the road and, and let that uh, animal go at it and keep the, uh, the grass on the side of the uh, road at bay. I mean, that's their trimmer system there in a lot of the out islands of the Caribbean. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, and it works. I mean, it's inexpensive, and there you go. And and the Grain, best part is you kinda. don't have to have manicured lawns. You know, when you go to run a lawn tractor through, it's got to be fairly flat in order to do good. If you're going through ditches and culverts and things like that, you know, you can't get that long grass. Well, guess where the critters, the, the rabbits, the rats, and things that would attract uh, like hawks and eagles – they're going to be looking for the predator, you know, for prey in those areas. And so if you get the grass mode, then the critters don't have a place to hide. Then you don't have the problems with the big birds coming in. Well, you got that. And, and if they are there, then the cows and donkeys end up eating them by default. Now, I don't know. I don't think they do that. But you're right. Take away the habitat. They can't invade the space so much or hide in those uh, tall grasses. But kind of, uh, like you said, it's kind of interesting that O'Hara is uh, incorporating this idea. Now, I assume they're managing the livestock, so they're not there while the while the airport's operating. I, I would assume they're kind of still managing that some way, well, I guess, right? From the article I saw, it didn't look like they had the, the goats, you know, like running in between the taxiways. But remember, the airport's bigger than just the fenced-in area. So they, they're, you know, like outside the perimeter and, 
you know, trying to keep some of those areas down where it maybe isn't practical to get out there with the tractors. They can just have a herd of goats going to town. Sure. Why not? Goats, donkeys, whatever they, whatever it takes. You know, hey, you can run a petting zoo on the side and make some extra money. It may be. Yeah, and like I said, it's kind of green, unless you go back to the whole thing about, you know, farting cows and stuff like that, and then that's a whole thing. But, you know, it's an interesting solution, a uh, simple solution to a, uh, a problem most airports have. So we'll have to watch and see how that, that uh, you know, pans out and if it's something that is replicated across the country. We might be seeing more donkeys and goats around an airport near you. Like I said, uh, petting zoo, that, that, that could work. A little side business going on. Now, another thing that's kind of uh, interesting, now, I don't, this doesn't necessarily solve any, you know, infrastructure issues at an airport, but it is maximizing the use of the land of an airport. And that is, uh, now, where is this one, where they're using the honeybees? Where, what, Actually, what, I, I missed that article. You missed I the honeybees? See. Let me pull yeah. this up here. Because, yeah, they're they're basically... You know, taking some of the uh, less traveled land there by the airport. It's Centennial Airport. Oh, out in Denver. Yes, in Denver. And, you know, we're having this bee issue where uh, there's been a collapse of honeybees. And, you know, a lot of the climate scientists say, oh, my gosh, this is a, a bad thing and we need to do something to assist the honeybees. And so they've decided to put in some hives there on the airport. Now, uh, th- th- makes sense to me. I mean, most you know, go off to a corner of the uh, runway where you don't see many people, but you know, the planes have to, you know, get a run up or something like that. Bees probably don't mind it. Uh, par- airplane probably sounds like another bee. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and you know, at the airport, you could have a lot of low uh, low vegetation like clover and things like that that actually make really good honey and it's good habitat. So yeah. it makes sense. It's a good co use of that space. Exactly. You know, uh, just uh, maximizing the use of the land. And, and so I kind of like this idea, well, and we'll have to watch this one, too. Now, it's a pilot project. They got a couple hives in. Uh, it seems to be going okay so far. I did watch the video, though, uh, the the bee hive master or whatever they call him, you know, the hive guy. And the they're ta- Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> he uh, is being interviewed, and then he goes, ow! <laughs> so he hadn't trained his bees did not sting him yet, and, I, and not that I think he can do that anyway. But there is that issue, and I guess more bees, and if they don't stay to their hives, I guess it could be a problem with uh, you know airplanes parked in the area if the bees decide, eh, I don't really like this hive. Let me go over to this, uh, this Cessna 182 and get up there in the cowling, and, ooh, this is nice and warm. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, is that a thing? Have you ever had any issue with bees around your airport? I haven't had any problems, not necessarily with bees, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know if you remember when we bought the Mooney two years ago, um, we had to actually evict a family of starlings from under the engine cow- right. uh, cowl. Yeah. So, you know, anything warm, shelter, a place that they can set up shop, yeah, I can see it happening. I could see this as a uh, well. But, you know, the bees are going to be there regardless. Might as well, if you give them a place to, to hive out. You know, I mean, I, I maybe they would stay away from the airplanes anyway. But I think, uh, like you said, it, it's a good use of land. Multi-use, uh, you know, land issues are always a problem, uh, you know, for airports. So why not maximize that and kind of come up with a dual purpose if it doesn't affect the airplanes and stuff and potentially help the planet uh, at bare minimum give us more honey. Like, hey, uh, land at our airport, we got a $100 hamburger and a... Uh, 
a deal on raw honey come out you know i i could see this they, they need a partner shop with a barbecue joint so you can fly in get you know pulled pork and cornbread with fresh honey made on field i now like you it got something i like it airport honey coming to an airport near you all right so you got that now another little uh shout out we have to give uh, very seldom do we do this for a commercial airline but i think it's appropriate in this case a couple weeks ago uh delta uh, came in and saved the day for this group of kids that got stranded because of a, uh, I, I don't know why their American flight was canceled. Did you see the story too, Dennis? What was going on? It, it just sounded like there was a mechanical or some some sort of an issue and Delta, or, uh, American wasn't able to run the flight that day. And unfortunately, 41 uh, students from Oklahoma uh, were stuck in uh, Richmond, Virginia and couldn't get back home. Yeah, and who wants to be that that group? You know, you don't want to be stuck in. No, I'm kidding. Virginia is a beautiful place, but yeah, they. Had I feel to be sorry somewhere. for the chaperones, though. Can you imagine having you know a whole bunch of fifth graders and no flights, and they all want to get home? And uh, what do you do? And it's five in the morning. No, thank you. Yeah, not uh, a pretty sight for them. And of course, they had to be somewhere. I don't know if they were going home or going to an event or something. But obviously, they got stranded because of this American flight. And you know, American said, "Hey, sorry, there's not nothing we can do." And uh, kind of left them. So they made some calls and uh, got a hold of somebody at Delta and said, well, look, this is an unfortunate situation. Let, let us see what we can do for you. And sure enough, they found a plane uh, close enough that they could fly in with a crew. And they picked up these kids and got them to where they need need to be. And, you know, and keep in mind, this wasn't finding them seats on an existing Delta flight. Delta sent an empty jet specifically for these kids. I know. That is going far above and beyond the level of service we expect, unfortunately, from our U.S. Uh, carriers these days. So yeah, we got to give them props for doing it. And uh, they should deserve, they deserve all the publicity they can get. They, they need to milk it. Because we, we, these kind of stories are unfortunately few and far between. You don't see uh, the airlines going above and beyond like this very often. Well, and, that, and that's you know a problem, too, with just the press. I mean, it's always the negatives, and nobody ever takes the time to you know compliment them on the good things that they do do. And Delta right. is a big player here in Minneapolis, You know, the, the having mm-hmm. acquired Northwest Airlines years ago. And they do have a good social presence, but this kind of thing just puts them over the top. It does. And I'm not knocking American. Maybe they'll learn from this, and next time they'll uh, do something to help out another airline. Pay it forward. That's what they should all learn from this story. All right, and look, we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio, including Chris from Apario next. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's going on? We're losing altitude. I want to try to put her down at that Air Force base. Hey, hang on, Chris. We've got a distress call coming in. Mayday! Mayday! We're crashing emergency landing! I see you, pilot. You are clear for landing. This is going to be nuts. God be with them. And look, they're in love. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me along, Captain Dennis. And uh, joining us from uh, Apario Aviation is the president, Chris uh, Garberg. He is on Just Plane Radio with us right now to talk about this uh, new purchase of the software company that uh, kind of makes it a complete package. Uh, Chris, welcome to Just Plane Radio. How are you? Hey, thanks, Greg and Dennis. Um, you know, glad to be here. So uh, th- this purchase kind of surprised a few folks, but I'm guessing it didn't surprise you. Uh, because this probably has been in the works for some time, I'm guessing. Is that right? Yeah, you know, usually um, yeah, acquisitions. This is actually our 16th year in business at Apario, and uh, the first acquisition we've ever done. So we've, you know, we've pretty much done everything organically over the last 16 years. So this was a a new thing for us, but it you know completely made sense. Um, you know, we were one of the first ADSB receivers on the market, and by far the most popular ADSB receiver out there and in aviation. And when you look at, you know, we were building the hardware and we were tied to, you know, we had a partnership, a great partnership with ForeFlight. They've been a good partner since the launch of basically, you know, the iPhone and the iPad and then, you know, ADSB um, in uh, information. Um, so, you know, it made sense, uh, you know, the farther we get along, the more products we have out in the market and developing new new panel-mounted products, um, ADSB and then future non-ADSB Um you know, it makes sense to have the, the software component. Um, we're not reliant on a third party, you know, developing software for our hardware. So um, it's more of a, you know, we got a really good Stratus ecosystem out there, a lot of great followers, a lot of great customers. And we wanted to really, you know, partner and, and um, with our own software instead of with someone else's. And, and um, you know, so we, we were at a, a decision where you wanted to either make something or buy it. So we wanted to do this right. And, um, uh, we felt that um, 
you know, starting from scratch to make a whole nother product again, didn't really make sense. So about a year ago, I started looking at options and, um, you know, flying my iPad with stuff full of all the, all the different, uh, EFBs out there and, and, uh, kind of became fond of, of, uh, AeroV and just the user interface. And, and that was one I started looking, looking harder at. There you go. What do you think, Dennis? Is this something you're going to be using soon? Absolutely. I'll be using it. Uh, I had looked it into AeroV a while back, uh, but when I got my Avidyne gear, I was kind of forced into ForeFlight. But now AeroV fully supports my Avidyne gear and my Stratus. It makes it perfect sense. In fact, it probably ing- integrates as well, especially uh, I think you guys are going to be revising AeroV to be able to support the older uh, Stratuses, such as I ha- uh, the one I have in my plane right now. So that gives me you know, several EFB options, which I didn't have before. Yeah, Dennis is correct uh, on the future um, connections of prior devices. Um, you know, one of the things we did last year about this time is decided that we, we wanted to create a new device that was open. Um, you know, we I spent many years at trade shows hearing from people, hey, I use this app or I use that app, but I, I would really love a Stratus, but it just doesn't work with that. Um, so, so last year we created the Stratus three, which had an open ADSB mode, and that's just to be more friendly in the in the environment of you know general aviation. And we wanted to give customers options. So by us um, opening up our hardware to other apps, also makes sense by you know having an app, you know, just giving alternatives. Uh, if you were a Stratus two, um, longtime Stratus two user, or even a two S uh, more recently, um, you you had one option, which was ForeFlight. And um, it's a great, great solution. But hey, you got another one now. So this is mm-hmm. this is pretty exciting for us to just to be. You know, some other partners in the industry don't really play very open, and uh, we we really want to give our the customers out there just several options to be able to pick and choose what's best for them on the hardware and software. So I guess you know it's not going to affect uh, too much. I mean, if you want to stay with ForeFlight, you stay with ForeFlight. But now you'll have this new option that uh, you know you don't know where this is going to evolve at this point. But I would assume. Uh, over time, there might be a few extra features that pop up with this uh, relationship since you guys are going to have control over it, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian Heitman, the founder of AeroV, did a great job of, of um, uh, with a sm- very small development team uh, developing it to where it's at today. And, and we've, we do have the luxury here of, you know, having a large staff of, of um, you know, engineers to marketing to support um and we've so we, we can able to to take those things. One thing is that we you know we launched last year was our Stratus Horizon Pro app, and and that was kind of just a first um, dive into the the GA space on voice recognition. So we're working on really cool software to uh, you know transcribe air traffic control and other aircraft. And and of course it's natural for us now to bring that into AeroV and. Um, and enable the customers to be able to have that feature built right into their electronic flight bag instead of having to flip between, you know, different apps to, to be able to have that technology. And, of course, uh, you know, I won't share a lot of the, the future stuff, but there's some really cool stuff that we feel um, we can put into this uh, this EFB that um, is just going to make flying so much more safer, more more enjoyable, and and that's that's the whole uh, mission that we're, we're trying to accomplish with it. Yeah. Now, uh, I would imagine this started as a result, or was it already in the works, you know, when ForeFlight announced they have a hardware option now, too? And, we, you know, we, we knew there were some issues there uh, developing. Uh, is that how it happened, or was this the plan from the beginning, or would you rather not say? <laughs> um, a little bit of both. You know, yeah. it wasn't, wasn't really planned from the beginning. I mean, we had uh, a great partnership. 
um, you know, they did an awesome job on software and, and we feel we did a really great job on hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, and where, where it came in is we have a, you know, it's a premium product and a premium price. Um, I believe Forflight uh, realized that um, it was more so a Stratix thing that coming into the market that there's a unreliable-ish, low-cost, you know, home-built ADSB receiver on the market. And, and that was um, not having that connectivity for that in, in Forflight was, you know, he was getting uh, a little pounded on. So, you know, developing a low-cost uh, ADSB solution was really not in our DNA. We really like to overbuild things. And so, you know, he had to look elsewhere to find that low cost solution and, and he found that of course we're not a you know big fan of that but that's that's just the way it was we wish them well but you know it was just time for us to do our own thing and and really you know bring this all under one house where we do have control over the software and so the features that we would want that would reflect possibly a new ad and a, and a piece of hardware we don't have to wait for someone else to fit that into their roadmap into a, into a software product. We just I oversee all of that, so we can make that direction of which we want to do that, that really integrates well with the hardware. Yeah, well, it makes sense, Chris. And uh, hats off to you guys for making this happen. You can check out Apario. Uh, it's Apario.com, correct? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I just search Apario, Apario Aviation, um, Apario.com. Yeah, absolutely. Is it available right now? AeroV is available right now. Of course, it's been in the App Store for, for a couple of years. We will work on branding right now. It is going to stay as AeroV for now, but we'll uh, assign the Stratus name to it of some sort. But we're going through some branding exercises and market placements and, and seeing what makes sense for, for the brand and the company customers out there and so a lot more to come that's for sure well absolutely all right well thank you so much for being on just plain radio giving us the update and we wish you the best my friend glad to talk to you thanks guys and we got more coming up on just plain radio just plain radio the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle Been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm gonna fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're gonna fly high without fear, you're gonna have to learn to love the atmosphere, and you gotta learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co pilot, that's me, Law, Captain Dennis. All right, so that's good stuff. Apario is, uh, I don't know, giving us more options. Uh, especially when it comes to software, whatever app you like, you know, you can uh, sync it up. But you got to stay on top of this stuff, right, Dennis? You do. Uh, the aircraft needs to get updated. You know, every month you get the database updates coming from the FAA. And uh, I don't know if you remember a few months back when we had uh, Gary uh, from uh, Pilot Training on. He was talking about uh, what, you know, you're supposed to do. You don't just go out and download the, uh, the latest update on your SD card and go. You're supposed to go out and check the release notes for the new versions of the databases because there might be some changes or, or things that uh, pertain to you that uh, maybe are not incorporated in, you know, into the, any other notum. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just ran into that problem just this week. Uh, did. I was updating. Well, I updated the Avidines for this current cycle and I've been religiously checking uh, on Jepson's website, looking for any notices to see if there's anything that, uh, that mattered to my airports and nothing. Everything seemed fine. And all of a sudden, they changed the behavior of the Jepson app now, and it popped up a big window warning me that there's an issue with a number of instrument approaches, uh, that they have the wrong missed approach point in them, and you're not allowed to use those approaches. Well, when I looked at the list, it affected uh, my home airport one on their ILS, 
and yeah. several other airports with that I would normally go to in Minnesota. So if you don't think it matters to you, check because it could very well could. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, what are the odds of it being your own airport? That's pretty uh, unique, isn't it? Well, I mean, and we only have one ILS in here, so if I had to count on that, I mean, technically, I could not fly the ILS approach uh, because it wasn't legal. There was a problem with the way that the approach was set up in the databases. Yeah, so you got the warning, you stopped the install or what, I assume? No, it, it did say that the next cycle, which uh, came out on the 20th, I believe it was, oh, okay. um, they, find, they corrected that. So you can start using the approach again, but... You know, it was like four or five uh, revision cycles that uh, that approach technically was not available to me. Well, once again, you got to check with your manufacturer, check with your software provider, and uh, watch those little notices and uh, read the update notes. Very important stuff. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I don't really need or want anything. I mean, my life is pretty chaotic. I have five kids, you know, and I have friends that love stuff. I have a friend who has a drawer of watches. I have another friend who has five cars. Whenever I'm with these people, I realize I'm just simple. All I need is a nice bed and a private jet. Yeah? <laughs> now, I have the bed. All I need is the jet. And it could be a used jet. I'm not a snob, you know. I mean, I don't want a prop plane. I'm not trash. But I can see fly away. I can see the sun upon your face. I can feel your heart and I can hear you cry. A dirty bird like me. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are navigating the latest aviation news and information today on Just Plane Radio. Uh, big news about one of the airplanes that I want to purchase, or I no, I let me rephrase that, that I want to own. You want somebody else to buy you. Exactly. I want to have access to, and that would be the Quest Kodiak. You know, it's like an off-road vehicle, you know, suburban you know it'd be perfect island hopper for what i want to do which would be you know take you know four or five friends with me with some dive gear island hop throughout the caribbean do some scuba diving a little fishing that kind of thing this thing is is just tailor-made for that type of flying uh it's either that or the grand caravan so i'm waiting for either company to offer just plain radio up one for free then we would fly it for them it's a pretty easy deal pretty cut and dry the way i look at it but, uh, hey, and I'll step up for the training. You know, I'm, I'm right there. I'll, I'll learn to fly it and then, you know, maybe let you fly a little bit. Sure. Yeah, I'll go with that as well. But I'd like to fly it too. But, uh, but, but the, you know, maybe uh, they lost my number. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but one, Quest. 888. <laughs> yeah. 888. No, yeah. Which yeah. one is it? <laughs> That's Scuba. <laughs> no, 888 to fly what is it what is the number we get it'll he'll tell us that's why see that's why they lost the number oh that's we can't we, even remember it good point 
Well, just email me, uh, Greg at JustPlainRadio.com. But uh, Quest has been well, sold to oh, who? They, yeah, to Daher. Uh, that's the people behind the TBM, actually the sexiest single-engine turboprop out there. Uh-huh. The TBM, I mean, I love it. I mean, granted, it was originally designed by Mooney, so, of course, I've got a little bit of fondness for okay, it. Okay, sure. It's just a fast, sleek, nice-looking business aircraft, and I would love to upgrade to one. So, Dar, if you're hearing me, uh, you know, send the email to Dennis at Just Plane Radio, and I'd love to talk to you about the TBM. Okay. Either one of us will answer those Either questions or, or take the plane for free to fly and uh, represent. That's what we'd be doing. We'd be a representative for this. Uh, for brand this ambassadors. Yeah. You know, isn't that the, the in thing now? You got to be a social media influencer and a brand ambassador. Yes. We'd be perfect for it, wouldn't we? Oh, boy. We can BS with the best of them. Come on. Have you listened to this show? Anyway, uh, if you know, if they're listening... Please uh, reach out. But uh, and all you know, kidding aside, because we are, uh, th- this is an interesting acquisition. And what will it mean is the big question mark. You know, you have any idea or do you think well, it's I a think, just nice compliment to their fleet? Well, it's just an interesting, the comparison. You, on one hand, you've got low and slow. On the other hand, you've got fast and sleek. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be offering both ends of the spectrum. But I think it makes a lot of sense because they can combine forces. Uh, they've got... The sales and marketing teams, instead of, you know, marketing separately, they've got two options to be able to cover, you know, any available use case. Right. And the the maintenance network really starts to become critical. Uh, you know, you buy something that big and expensive and it's crucial to your business or your lifestyle. Um, you don't want to be, you know, searching for parts in a mechanic, having a, a well-established and large dealer network. It just makes it more appealing to get more and more uh, of those mechanics and shops available to be factory authorized service providers exactly and, and i would think that would be a big big advantage for the kodiak now wouldn't you with this acquisition because because tbm or, or Dar, dower or what is it dower Dar, 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 Dar. uh they ha- they have a much more uh well much bigger dealer network Right, because all the other yeah, airplanes. I think they're moving a lot more TBMs than than Kodiak is selling. Uh, you know, uh, Kodiak 100s. I would guess, but uh, but I would think that would be a big advantage for you know owner uh, Kodiak owners or prospective Kodiak owners, because that that's the one thing between that and the Grand Caravan uh, that Cessna definitely has a, a you know a wing up on the Kodiak because you know Cessna is there they're everywhere. So well, they, and Cessna is not just Cessna. Cessna is, you know, part of Textron Aviation, well, which right. is Beechcraft and, you know, uh, exactly. So, jets. So it's it's huge. Being so able to get warranty work and stuff like that done on that airplane is going to be a little easier, depending on where you're flying your airplane, than uh, the Kodiak. You know, but it depends on where you're flying, too, you know, and, and what you're using it for. But, you know, this would definitely kind of kick them up a notch. Uh, on that level, if you're comparing those two aircraft, I, which is what I've done for the last few years, I've, I would take either one. Don't get me long, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I love the Grand Caravan. The way that thing looks is just amazing. Uh, it's a little more expensive than the Kodiak, from what I can tell. But the Kodiak has some interesting characteristics to it that make it a little bit uh, more off-road capable, maybe. Then, but but they're very close. It really, you know, I don't know if you you're, might be splitting hairs a little bit, but you know what I mean? Dennis, have you looked at them that that closely or no? Not that closely just because it's way out of my budget. But, you know, honestly, if I had access to either one, they they I'd make it work. Hey, well, good point. 
Yeah, <laughs> we're not playing favorites. We'll take either one. So if uh, so if the the new owners at uh, Kodiak are listening, hey, come on, give hey, us a call. We'll see you at Work Air Ventures. Yeah, and uh, if the the Grand Caravan folks, well, they know the same. They 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 blocked my calls a long time ago. But uh, one can dream, and that's what we will continue to do uh, here on Just Plain Radio. All right, so we have a, uh, once again, I don't know what it is about the aviation industry. They don't like top tens, uh, not even top fives. Once again, we have a a list of seven tips, uh, and this comes from who exactly, Dennis? Pilot workshops. It's uh, They they have sent out a, a weekly email if you subscribe to their mailing list, and this one I, I thought it was really good to share with uh, with the listeners because everybody could benefit from this. Sure, they feel lucky, so they are going with seven tips on how to properly or effectively uh, taxi. Is that right? Yeah. Or? Well, they call it navigating on the ground, but yes, okay. absolutely. Right. You can screw up your flight before you even get to the runway. You you if can you don't pay attention, and it's bad form to make a dumb mistake like that, and it's hard to live it down. I would say, you know, a, a bad landing is one thing, but if you taxi around and and take a wrong turn and end up on the wrong, uh, you know, uh, taxiway or something, it's a pretty blatant mistake that kind of makes you look like a doofus, doesn't it? It does, and actually, the FAA has made this a an area of emphasis for them. Uh, I had to spend an hour during my CFI check ride just talking about runway incursion avoidance and how mm-hmm. I would teach that to my students. And a lot of these tips were the things that the FAA has been drumming into people's heads, you know, for the last year or more. Because the the last thing we want is somebody pulling onto an active runway in front of a landing aircraft. True. Yeah, you definitely don't want to have that happen. But you don't want to be that pilot that uh, pulls into a wrong taxiway and then the other guy goes, oh, it's an idiot. We got a newbie. We got a moron. You don't want to be that guy either. And those little incursions are more, you know, what I'm thinking of. Uh, God forbid you go onto an active runway. That's serious stuff. Any incursion serious. But I'm just saying, you you, you know what I mean, right? Yep. Follow Absolutely. Me. And, you, and so, it can be very, very confusing. So, uh, these seven tips will help you uh, not be that guy. So the first one is what, Dennis? Well, study before you taxi. And this is really something that every pilot should be doing anyway. I mean, they, you're supposed to be knowledgeable about all things uh, pertaining to your flight. And that includes, you know, how you're going to get from the FBO to the runway. And so having an airport diagram, there's no excuse nowadays. They're available online through multiple sources you can get every single one of the EFB apps have got uh, mobile charts that would list that, you know, have the taxi diagrams and everything there. So take a minute, look at the taxi diagram. Where are you? Where is the runway based on the current winds? What, you know, what do you think you're going to get for a taxi clearance? Or if it's an uncontrolled airport, you know, how are you going to get to that runway from where you're at? Right. And, you know, be knowledgeable. Just look it up and review it. All the FAA charts nowadays have even uh, circled areas, what they call hotspots, where they have a high likelihood of having either a runway incursion or where there's maybe very tight clearance between the edge of a taxiway and the runway. And so it's very easy to cross that line. So they call it out in the charts, and you should be aware of those areas of emphasis. Yeah, just do your homework a little bit. Just make sure, you know, the first time you're looking at the uh, airport uh, layout, it's not when you've landed waiting for, you know, uh, ground control to tell you where to go if you already well, have a you're, general you're actually idea. jumping ahead to number two because 
I am. We were just talking about getting taking off. Well, we're, we got to take a quick break, and then we'll get to number two. Boy, there's so much I could say more right now. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't taking in the break number two? Yeah, Never. good time for a break now that I think about it. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Six bucks in my right nut says we're not landing in Chicago. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. All right, seven tips to make you, uh, well, to navigate. navigate on the ground. Then navigate on the ground, right. You know, when you're taxiing around the airport, uh, you, you don't want to be a guy that gets, uh, you know, yanked for having an incursion. Uh, and then you got all kinds of paperwork. It's a big mess. Uh, not to mention the fact that you could hurt somebody. So you don't want to be that guy. 
So the first tip was just, you know, before you're landing, uh, be familiar no, with the whale. Before you taxi. This before, before you taxi. You take off. Well, yeah. Okay. Before you, I'm, I, I'm thinking of it like you're up in the air and going to a new airport. But okay. yeah, yeah. You have to take off first, Greg. You got to get in the air first. True. Now that, now we're in the air. Okay. So right. study before you land. Okay. And I'd argue that you should, even before you take off, you should be looking at your destination airport and your alternates. Because the last thing you need to be doing when you're coming into the terminal area is trying to figure out where your FBO is as, mm-hmm. and everything else as you're trying to land the plane. So, yeah. you know, you know roughly what the winds are going to be based on the forecast. So you can probably guess what the runways are going to be. And, you know, be aware. Do you need to make a right turn off to get to the general aviation parking or is it a left turn off? Do I need to go to the end of the runway to the customs facility? You know, those types of things. Know in advance so that it's not a shock when when air traffic control gives you a clearance to taxi to your destination. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, they may switch it up on you, but if at least you have a general idea of where you, you want to end up, um, you know, it, it'll make you feel a little bit more confident about what they're telling you to do. Right. Right. Yeah. And the, their, their advice is even, you know, get your ATIS in flight. And with the radios these days, you know, and ADSB, you should be able to get the current weather conditions easily 60 miles out and, you know, be able to double check, hey, the winds are still what they were forecast, and here's the runways that they're advertising. So this is where we're going to wind up. This is where we need to be and have a game plan already before you touch down. Absolutely. Get that Apario app, and it'll just transcribe the audio like you would. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that would help you. All right, so that's two. What's the third uh, tip? Keep the diagram on your lap or on your panel or on your iPad, you know, but somewhere have the taxi diagram out and available. And... Nowadays, with the mobile EFBs, it's really easy. There's usually a checkbox that'll say automatically display the approach plate for or the taxi diagram for the airport when the airspeed gets below a certain point. But use it. Have it available. It'll show you where you are on the airport. And again, if you kind of know where you need to be, it, you're not going to be stumbling trying to figure out where the GA parking is and you know, you're in the middle of the runway. And it'll give you something to look at other than your trousers. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> I kid. I kid. Why are you looking at your trousers anyway? That's just awkward. So this gives, you know, anyway. Okay. So, yeah. all right. So that's the third tip. You got, you got a number four. Let's just Well, number on. four, we kind of already, te- you know, already mentioned, but it says use geo-referenced maps. So use the, the smart iPad app that has the ability to show your position on that taxi diagram. So you're not trying to figure out doing a left or right. You know, you can actually see where you are, where you need to be. Just make it easy. Okay. Well, that, of course that makes sense. Uh, next one, we're at what? Five? Right, number five, um, use pointers. So your airplane, uh, many airplanes have a heading bug that you can set on your uh, directional gyro or on your HSI. Use that to put that on the runway heading. So when you're as you're taxiing out, you have an idea, are you heading towards the runway, parallel to the runway, whatever, kind of helps get you a little bit of perspective if you don't already have a geo-referenced approach plate mm-hmm. because it can be confusing i mean there's uh, an airport here in the minneapolis area that's got two runways that are only like 20 degrees apart from each other so you know if, at least if you're looking at your your heading bug and you can see that you're you know 90 degrees to it well okay i'm not paralleling those two runways good point. you know helps give you that situational awareness all right so use your pointers all right number six now this one you should know greg ask for help Mm. don't be shy if you don't know where the hell you are ask somebody for help is that what you're saying just call up the control tower and say hey i i'm unfamiliar with this airport and can i get progressive taxi 
and they will they will actually you know fall, watch where you are and tell you okay and they can make a right turn at this next taxiway and you know just kind of help you know be another pair of eyes for you as you're you know figuring your way around and some of the bigger airports can be really confusing they've got taxiways that intersect all over the place and five runways you know take a look at atlanta trying to get from one side to the other would be a real interesting but you got to ask uh, tower or ground control for progressive taxi yep. that's the proper progressive terminology. taxi and then yep. they'll give you turn by turn and uh instructions and assuming you need a little extra help is that what you're saying exactly okay i'm gonna use that from here to eternity <laughs> well it's kind of like asking alexa to you know tell you where where to go right yeah well maybe it'll be alexa in a matter it you might know, be. A we're while. not that far away are we all right so uh seven tips to make you a better taxi guy uh, you know, navigate uh, on the ground. First one was study before you taxi, uh, study before you land, keep the diagram in your lap, use geo reference maps, use uh, your pointers, ask for help. And number seven is what? If in doubt, stop. And think about that. If you're confused, don't just keep blindly taxiing down. Stop. Go back to any of the other references, call for help. But don't just keep driving on uh, because you're only going to get into it, you know, deeper and deeper confused. Stop, figure out what you're doing, and and then proceed once you have like a better game plan. Yeah. Uh, I guess it kind of goes back to number six and, and talk to somebody. Help me. I'm, I'm lost, but stop. You know, it's like, a, you know, that basic uh, rule. Stop, think, react. You got to stop. You got to analyze the situation and react. And that could be you figure it out on your own real quick or... You call ground control and say, hey, uh, what was the instruction you just gave me on that progressive uh, taxi? <laughs> Repeat, please, something. But just uh, don't keep rolling and then end up uh, out on the runway. That would be bad. All right, so those are good tips. That's good stuff. Hey, uh, look, next week we are going to be talking about uh, Fourth of July flying festivity. So get out there in your airplane. See those fireworks from above. It's a viewpoint that will blow your mind. But we'll have more for you next week. Till then, remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. Hi, some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. <laughs>